So we have the story of Lazarus, and this is really an amazing and mystical story. We have a dying man who succumbs and is placed in a tomb. He's been there four days. Our Lord comes, and uh, in order to prove to the crowd who he is, he calls the dead man out of the tomb. He comes bound hand and foot. He's wrapped in the burial cloth. It's astounding. Too much to preach on, so I'm not. We're going to look at the psalm tonight. We often look at the psalm between the second reading and the gospel as bumper music. It's a segue, like on the radio when they're moving from one story to another. So we just sing through the psalm like it's uh, that connector between two parts. But the psalm is the word of God, and in fact, the book of Psalms is the prayer book of the Bible. When we look at the psalms, it expresses the deepest uh, and uh, oftentimes the most transparent expressions of prayer and devotion that a Christian might ever express. And that is certainly true of the 51st Psalm, the Psalm that we sang tonight, that my daughter uh, cantered for us this evening. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. These are very deep words. In fact, we are admitted to the deepest anguish of an individual's soul in the 51st Psalm. This is David who is confronting, he is expressing, he is acknowledging, he is feeling the depths of his own absolutely atrocious sin and crime. In the 51st Psalm, David is admitting to something that you and I would never, ever in any time imagine ourselves doing. David takes the wife of another man and then sends that man to his certain death. Now true, it was a much more crude and violent time. Wait a minute. Is our time not crude and violent? I take that back. But David now confronts what came out of him. And he's looking back at this stranger. After all, David is called by Saul the man after God's own heart. How could a man after God's own heart even imagine doing what David did, let alone do it? And nobody feels this weight 
greater than David himself. In fact, David believes he's finished. His career with God is finished. His reputation with the public is finished. And he's even finished with himself. Now let's face it. Faith is tough, isn't it? And there is a lot in our faith as Catholics, as Christians, as followers of Jesus that is just tough for us to swallow. In fact, in the gospel tonight, we have Martha who says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus responds to her, if you believe, if you believe. It's often hard to believe, isn't it? If you've had a tough time believing, then join Martha, David, oh, and by the way, join me. Faith is tough. And there's a lot of faith that's hard for us to swallow. And one of those that comes back to us again and again is God's forgiveness for the deepest, darkest sins that we've committed in the secret of our hearts and minds that we couldn't even imagine ourselves thinking, let alone doing. And we look back and we hear the promise of mercy and forgiveness. We go to the sacrament of penance. We participate in the rite of reconciliation. We go to the communal penance service. We hear the words of absolution. And we go to the pastor to say, I know this is what the church says, but, and in the end, we find it impossible to believe that God will ever forgive us, really. He says so, but I don't really believe that. And so we carry this guilt and this burden on our hearts, our minds, our shoulders, and we carry it in and out of Mass and in and out of the confessional and in and out of our prayers, but we don't believe that God has really forgiven. And this is where David is in the 51st Psalm that we sang tonight, his words. David believes he's finished with God. His sin was just too big for God to ever really forgive. In the middle of this agonizing psalm, if you read the whole thing, you'll be drawn into the depths of his despair. In the middle of the psalm, a little bit of light shines through these very thick, heavy, and dark foreboding clouds. 
And here comes this shard of light. And David cries, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. It's all he can say. I've got nothing left. I am absolutely crushed under the weight of my personal guilt, my horror in what I have thought about doing, let alone what I did. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. In doing so, David reaches for a Hebrew word that he learned sometime when he was very, very, very young. Just a boy. Before he could be culpable for sin. He was reciting the books of Moses. And in Hebrew, the book of Moses begins with that first verse of Genesis. You know it, don't you? In the beginning, God created. You know the word. You, you learned it in Hebrew school as a little kid. Bereshit bora Elohim hashemayim ve'et ha'aretz. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The word created is bara. We call it a divine verb because only God baras. Only God creates. Man makes. God creates. Why does only God create? Because this is something the Latin theologians call ex nihilo. Who can tell me from school what that phrase means? Ex nihilo. From nothing, there's the man with the Latin letters. From nothing. Bara is the Hebrew verb used in Genesis for creating something out of nothing. And when God created the universe, put all of the planets into their places, when he drew together the whole span of the uh, universe and the stars and the suns, he created it out of nothing. Only God can do that. Humans can make God only creates. And look what David says when he says, I need to be made new. He says, create in me a clean heart. Bara, he uses the divine verb from Genesis, which means create something out of nothing. In David's opinion, he was nothing. He had lost everything. He was finished, washed up. He had nothing to offer. And he says to God, Create in me a clean heart. Create as you did the universe something out of nothing. I am nothing. Make me new. It's in Lent that we cry with David. Create in me a right spirit. I can't do this on my own. 
I don't have anything left to offer, but God, you can create something out of nothing. And that black hole of sin in our past, of the things we simply can't forgive ourselves for, God can take that nothing and create something new, a new heart in us. Renew a right spirit within me. So we're right. Our sins have emptied us. But God can create in us something new out of nothing. That black hole of sin in our lives can now be filled with meaning just as God created the universe. Bereshit bara Elohim. In the beginning, God created something out of nothing so he can create out of the nothingness left from sin, create in us a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me.